0: We're in John chapter number 15, if you found it and you're able to, let's stand together for the reading of the Word of God. John chapter 15, we're going to start reading in verse number 9 and come down through verse number 17. John 15 verse number 9 says, "...as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love." even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. These things I command you that ye love one another. Isn't that a wonderful passage of Scripture? You think he's trying to teach us something about love in this passage of Scripture, wouldn't you? Let's have a word of prayer, and then we can be seated. I'm going to preach on this subject matter on true love sacrifices. True love sacrifices. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. that The Bible teaches us that you had towards us. In fact, it says that God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And we're thankful that, Lord, even though we're unlovely, even though we're unworthy, you still love us and sacrificed your life for each and every one of us. Now Lord, I pray that you'd help us as we look into this passage of Scripture May the Lord Jesus Christ be exalted and glorified in our lives now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. There's so much conversation in our nation today about this subject matter of love, but I firmly believe that the majority that speak about love, especially Outside the Christian realm have no idea what love really is, because they have no idea who God is. and the Bible teaches us in First John chapter number four, it says that God is love. Do you understand that that love comes from the very essence of God, outside of God? There is no love. We can't truly love one another without the love of God working through us. Because by nature, as we think about this subject matter of love, and I made mention of this the other day somewhere, I said, God planned on and God knew that we were just going to be very selfish individuals. That's why he said that we ought to love our neighbors, and what's the next two words? As ourselves because God knew that there was going to be one person that we love more than anyone else in this world. And that's the person you look at in the mirror every morning. He knew that. He knew that we're selfish people. And he said, if we would just learn to love one another, just like we love ourselves, boy, this, this world would be a much better place, wouldn't it? May I say this, they're trying to propagate love across our nation without being able to spread the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there'll be ne- there'll never will be true love across this nation or around this world if you leave God out of it. And so we see this down through here and we see in verse number 13 that the Bible says, greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends. It was this verse that we had On our Christmas float yesterday, it was the title of this message, True Love Sacrifices. May I say this? I'm not preaching as a result of our Christmas float yesterday. Our Christmas float was a result of my message that God put on my heart over a couple weeks ago, actually close to a month, month or two ago, when we were preparing for yesterday yesterday. That true love sacrifices, and we read this wonderful verse that we have here. And as I began looking at this passage of Scripture, we understand that the love that the Lord Jesus Christ has for each and every one of us, in fact, the Apostle John speaks more about the love of Christ as we have it here in the book of John, and then we have it over in the book of 1 John, talking about God's love to us and then our love back to Him. And so as we look at these passages of Scripture and understand the love, we have John 3.16, one of the most popular verses in the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Aren't you thankful for that verse right there that just has the gospel written in it? And then we have Ephesians, when the Apostle Paul was writing to the saints in the church there at Ephesus. In chapter number 2, he spends the first three verses describing the sinful nature and how we're separated from God and it's our very nature that we are following the course of this world and we are really anti-God before salvation and it describes our spiritual condition. But then Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 4 starts out with these two wonderful words after our wicked spiritual condition. It starts in verse 4 and says, But God... And then the phrase that follows that, but God says, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherein he hath loved us. And I'm thankful today for the love of God. And we have the example in the Lord Jesus Christ that true love sacrifices. True love gives of themselves. And I want us to see a few things down through here about this subject matter of true love. That first of all, we see the command of love. We see it here in verse number 10, that it says, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept the Father's commandment, and abide in his love. Verse number 12 says, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. How many wish that there are certain times in our lives? Now, be transparent with me. Now, listen, we're all humans here that you kind of wish that that command in the Bible to love one another just wasn't there sometimes. We do. There's times in our lives, and, and we say it, and maybe this is how we get around it sometimes. We say, well, I'm commanded to love you, but I don't like you very much right now. And we understand that love and like is two different things, but we're reminded over and over throughout the Scriptures that the Lord Jesus Christ from His own voice, from His own lips, as it's recorded in Scripture, has given us the command that we're supposed to love one another. Now, it's very easy to be able to love someone that is lovable. But what about someone when the Bible says that you ought to love your enemies? Now, hold on now, God. Let's have a time out here and discuss this because that's just going a little bit too far. But yet we see the example of love in the Lord Jesus Christ that even while we were yet sinners. Do you understand that, that Jesus saw and acknowledged us at our absolute worst condition? and said, I love you exactly how you are, but yet he said, I love you enough how you are not to leave you how you are. And boy, I'm so thankful for the example and the command. Now listen, if there is someone in our lives that we do not love, guess what? We are going directly against the command of the Lord Jesus Christ. When he says, this is my commandment. He didn't say this is the church's commandment. He didn't say this is the pastor's commandment. He didn't say that this is the command of the priest. He didn't say that this is just a a good command from a, a social system that we have across our nation. He said, this is my commandment. In other words, the buck stops with Jesus where the authority comes to be able to say we ought to love one another. There's a command to love one another. You say, but pastor, you don't understand what they did to me. Do you understand what they did to Jesus? And he still loved them. In fact, we made mention of it in Sunday school this morning about Joseph at the end of his life. Guess what? He had the same attitude towards his brothers that Jesus had towards those that were just crucifying him right there when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He had in his life, and I believe we could say that Jesus was actually keeping his own commandment that ye love one another. Now, you see the example of love here too. He says that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, how many of us enjoy and relish in the love that the Lord Jesus Christ has for us, and we're so thankful for that, and Jesus is saying, hey, exactly the same way that I love you, this is how you ought to be loving everybody else. And hence we have the title of the message, True Love Sacrifices. When's the last time that your love for someone else actually caused you to sacrifice? We have it over in Ephesians 5, and wives love it when we get preaching that passage of Scripture, where it says that as Christ loved the church, that's how a husband is supposed to love their wife, as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. We see true love sacrifices. We see the command of love. Listen, it's just something we cannot get around. But then we see the comparison of love. As you see here in verse number 13, this first phrase, greater love hath no man than this. And so we see this comparison about love, and when we understand the levels of love, there, there is good love, there's there's great love, but then there's no greater love than what he's describing here and the comparison that is given. We can say we love someone, but we never have to lay down our life for them. Now, I've said this before, There's there's at least... Uh, Three here in this building today that I believe my love would be great enough to be able to lay down my life for them. And that would be my three family members. You say, don't you love our church? I do, but I can't say 100% that I'm going to take a bullet for you, Brother Banks. I mean, I just, I love you, brother. I, I can't say, I, I'll try to do my best, and I pray I have the courage if something were to happen like that. But can I say this? When something like that happens, you know what said? Boy, they must have really loved him to be able to give. Now, listen, we hear we read about stories like this. We read about, and I've I've read stories like this, that, that uh, a father... Um, was trying to save his drowning son and jumped in the current, jumped in the water there and struggled to be able to find his son and with his last effort was able to push his son to safety as he was swept away and they found his body downriver. Can I say this? There was no doubt the father loved the child before that took place. But may, may I say the comparison of that love to be able to lay down your life for someone else, true love sacrifices. Now, who's the example of that love? It is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. True love sacrifices, the comparison of love. How many have found out? And, and uh, you know this as well as I do. I was 14 years old, and I, I don't recommend all of this, okay? So parents, don't get nervous. I'll advise against it. I was 14 years old. I had a little teenage girl beside me, 13 years old. I looked over at at her one day and I said, Crystal, I love you. How many of you all really think that a 14-year-old and a 13-year-old really understand what love is all about? We don't understand. Can I say this? A comparison of love to when I was 14, it ought to be a little bit different 30 years later. Don't you agree? How many have found out that years later, what you thought was love, boy, it was just an upset stomach. I mean, it was just you thought you had butterflies or something. Isn't it amazing when we start comparing what love was 30 years ago and, and how it grows over the years? My dad was so wonderful though at this. He said this because everybody would say, oh, that's just puppy love. That's just puppy love. How many love the term puppy love? That's just puppy love, that's just puppy love. My dad reminded someone one day, he said, you know, it may be puppy love, but it's still real to the puppy. (laughs) Still real to the puppy. And I thought, you know, when we get to the comparison of love, I believe this, I believe that we're going through life and there's not one born-again Christian here this morning that wouldn't say that they love Jesus. But I believe this, I believe we're going to get to heaven and then all of a sudden the comparison of the love that when we see Jesus, I believe we're going to say, I didn't even know what love for Jesus was. I believe we're going to realize, man, what I did for Jesus in serving him, that doesn't even compare to what he did for me going through life. And I'm saying the comparison of this love, greater love hath no man than this, but I want you to see the completion of love. In verse number 13 greater loveth no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends. The completion of that you say why is that complete because as soon as you lay down your your life listen that's over with that's complete love as I looked at that passage of Scripture, do you understand that the Lord Jesus Christ was so willing to love us in our sinful condition that he said, I love you so much that I will sacrifice and willingly give my life for you. In fact, he made the statement. It was premeditated. He said, no man taketh my life. He said, but I lay it down willingly. I don't believe they had to fight the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't believe they had to pile onto his arm to be able to nail that down there to the cross. I don't believe they had to whip him going up that hill. I believe he grabbed his cross and he carried it up Calvary. And I believe he laid down on that cross because no man took his life. In fact, at the end of it, he said, it is finished. And the Bible says this, he gave up the ghost. At the appointed time, he willingly died and laid down his life for each and every one of us. And listen, when we start comparing love, there is nothing that can compare to the completed love of the Lord Jesus Christ that he has shown for us. You know what I love to tell people? As I'm trying to witness to them and tell them the story of Jesus, I love to be able to go in and tell them about the love that Jesus has for them. Now, I understand that, that, listen, God is a righteous judge. I understand that. There is judgment that is coming one day. But out of his love, guess what? He has provided a way to be able to escape that judgment. And I'm thankful for that. You know, here's one thing that I've said over and over and over as I'm trying to witness to sinners Is just to be able to tell them I've never had anybody that loved me the way Jesus did Now my wife honestly And, and I say this without apology I believe she loves me with all her heart Not a doubt in my mind that my wife loves me but You know something Even with all the, the human aspects of love There's no one that's loved me like Jesus has No one whatsoever, because you know at some point, listen, even in the greatest marriage relationship, love's going to fail at some point. And we're not going to treat each other, we're not going to love each other as we love ourselves, and we know that, but may I say this, that the love of the Lord Jesus Christ has never failed for me. Never. And that's because He's seen me and knows me at my worst and loves me with all of His best. I'm saying, Lord, I'm so thankful for that. The completion of love is when the Lord Jesus Christ laid down his love for me, laid down his life for me. But then I want you to see this, and this is where I'm hung up on for this morning. I want you to see the companions of love. He said at the end of verse number 13, he says that a man lay down his life for his friends. But then starting in verse number 14, he said, Ye are my friends. I want you to see this phrase right here because there's a qualifier after that. He said, if ye do whatsoever I have commanded you. You say, see, there it is. We have to work our way into the relationship and being a child of God. No, he's not talking about family here. And I I won't ask for examples today, but maybe some of you have family that aren't friends. Maybe some of you have friends that aren't family. There's a difference here. He's talking to believers that are gathered around here. He's talking to his disciples. And he said, listen, it takes it a step further, not just being in the family. He said, but you're my friends if you keep my commandments. Can I say that's a pretty good title to be able to have? You know, there's someone else in the Bible that had that. It says that Abraham, he was called the friend of God. Boy, what a title. Can I say this? We go through life, and my dad had told me this, and you know this to be true, that if you come to the end of your life and, and uh, you can count on one hand and fill one hand up of true friends that you've got at the end of your life, you've had a pretty blessed life. You know this. You go through life, and God has certain people in your life or different phases of your life to be able to get you through. But you know this that when it comes down to it, if there's someone that you can call, whether it be 24 hours a day, they'll get in a car, driveway half halfway across the country, all the way across the country, however far it may be, you know those start getting few and far between. I had a man that came to me as I was getting we were getting ready to get in the moving truck just over eight years ago now. And he walked up to me and he said, Brother Peter. He said, there's two people. He said that I have under my favorites. Probably speed dial back then. I don't think he had a smartphone. He said, that's on my speed dial. He said, one of them's my wife. And he said, the second one is you. And he said, I'm just letting you know. He said, I may not be able to be there that day because you're moving further away than I can get to if you call me in the middle of the day. He said, but I want you to know, he said, you're one of my closest friends, and if there is ever anything that is needed, he said, you call me and I'll be there. He said, I don't care where I'm at. He said, you call me and I'll be there. Now listen, we don't take friends for granted or take them lightly here in this this world. But beyond that, When we start talking about the love that Christ has for us, can you imagine Christ looking at us saying, listen, you're not just part of the family, but I call you friends. And I thought, I don't don't know if you consider your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ on that level. Now listen, we start off by praying our Heavenly Father, but realizing that He calls us friends. That's taking that to a whole new level. How many have ever, and I I remember this, and I'm not looking too embarrassed, but I will say this, you get to the point with some of your kids. I said some of your kids. When it's not just a family relationship, but you actually become friends whether it be with your parents, whether it be with your kid, and you just enjoy doing stuff together. I mean, you're invested in their life. It's not a matter of just family advice, but you like to get together, whether it be ladies and going to a store and being able to walk around, or guys going to Bass Pro and doing something, you know what I'm saying? And just having friends, the companions of love. When God allows us to be able to be called friends other than just family, I don't want to get into this this morning. He says in verse number 16, He says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it. These things I command you that ye love one another. As I thought towards the eight-year anniversary of Granite State Baptist Church, I came down to verses 16 and 17, and I want to encourage us and challenge us on this thought, and that's the continuation of love. The continuation of love. It's been said more than once that the church family of Granite State Baptist Church is a loving church family. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that people can walk in here and whether it be their first time or their hundredth time, that they can walk in here and there's a church family that loves them and cares for them and genuinely shows concern for them. But may I say this, we can never let that stop. We can never let that slack off. I believe what the Lord is saying here. He's talking about this matter of love, and I'm commanding you to love one another. There's no greater love than this. The completion of love, and I'm calling you friends. Now continue in this. Now keep this going. I dread the day that if Granite State Baptist Church would ever become that church that people could walk in, sit through a service, turn around and walk out and no one ever talks to them, no one ever loves on them, no one ever cares for them. You say, but pastor, that takes time. Yes, and may I say this, time is life. And do you understand what we're doing? When we are continuing in love, we are actually laying our lives down. And we are investing not just time, but we are investing our life into someone else. And I'm saying, Lord, would you help us to be able to continue in that? I remember this verse from years ago, Dr. Ron Garris, years ago, back in the late 70s. An evangelist had started the Rock of Ages prison ministry back then. And Brother Garris was a pastor down in Florida, and God was speaking to his heart about going full-time just to be able to go reach prisoners. And God God gave him this verse because his prayer was, he says, God, he said, if I go and do this, he said, I want something that's going to last beyond me. And God gave him this verse and said, here's fruit, and that's your fruit should remain. And I'm saying, Lord, would you help us to be able to continue in this matter of biblical love? I'm not talking about worldly love. I'm not talking about the lust that this world is spreading all over the place. I'm talking about godly love one towards another, that God would allow us to be able to continue in that, not just because he's commanded it, but because we desire to because of what he's done for us. He gives us that example. He says, listen, do you know why you should love other people? Is because Jesus has loved you. And sometimes we forget about that. Sometimes we say, Pastor, why are you saying i got to love those people? Because Jesus loved you. Not because I love you. And I believe I can say from the depths of my heart, there's not a person seated in this building this morning that I would have aught against that I wouldn't be able to say with a biblical love. Now, you understand this. When I say I love you, I'm not meaning it the same way that I love my wife. And when I say I love you, I'm not meaning it the same way I love my kids. When I say I love you, I'm doing my best to be able to exemplify the love that the Lord Jesus Christ bestowed upon us. And he said, because I did that for you, why don't you love someone else? Why don't you love one another? And true love sacrifices. So I want to draw this to a conclusion by saying this. We have the example of what Jesus did for us. We can look throughout history. We can look throughout scripture. And we can see what Jesus did for each and every one of us. And we'd have to say, hey, no one would go through that except they loved me. What Jesus went through for us. So now I want to turn this around true love sacrifices I wonder this I wonder if the Lord Jesus Christ were to give you a grade on your love for him or if he were to say Peter I'm going to grade you today as the pastor of Granite State Baptist Church on your love towards God I've started taking inventory of my love Brother Will how much do I really love God Does does love sacrifice or are there times in my life that I'm all about me and I'm not about God? And if God were to give me a grade, what would it be? If God were to look at you and say, take inventory, not of your love towards someone else, but of your love towards our Savior. I wonder how that would be this morning. If true love sacrifices, I wonder this. If there is no greater love than a man to lay down his life for his friends, and Jesus is our friend. According to Romans chapter number 12, he was beseeching us that we would present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And I would say this, we know that true love sacrifices because of what Jesus did for us. But if true, life, true love sacrifices, what are we doing for him? Not necessarily just out of duty, but out of love. So we always go back to the example of husbands, boyfriends, fiancés. They'll grab flowers at a special occasion and be able to bring them home. Sometimes a special occasion is, don't hit me when I walk through the door because I did something wrong. Okay? I'm late and I've been gone. No. It's not a matter of duty. Okay, yeah, birthdays, anniversaries, Valentine's Day. That's, it's all a conspiracy anyway. But I've got other opinions on that. We have things like that and almost feel obligated. i got to get some flowers. i got to get a card. i got to get some chocolates. Sometimes that's how we treat our service towards God. When's the last time we just sacrificed for the Lord? not because of any other reason except we just love Him. We just love Him. You know what I'm praying that would be the testimony of this church that we, we just love Jesus and that we're willing to sacrifice. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about money this morning. I'm talking about laying down our lives for Him. Not to be killed. God's never once asked us to die for Him, but He does ask us to live for Him. And some, we can come in on a Sunday morning and we can sit through service and say, well, great, I sacrificed one hour for God. Really? What about the other 167 throughout the week when it's not just a quote-unquote religious duty to do something for him? But what about, hey, Lord, I'm doing this just because I love you. Just because of what you've done for me, I love you. True love sacrifices. So the challenge for this morning, first of all, is how's your love life with Jesus? Are you sacrificing for him and your time and your talents and your life that God has given to you? But then you may be here this morning and you never realized Jesus loved you that much. Enough for Him to lay down His life for you. Do you understand if you're here today and you've never trusted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you're missing out on the greatest message that mankind's ever heard. And that's the message that Jesus loves you more than you could ever imagine. As someone said, and I made mention of this a couple months ago, they are wearing that t-shirt that says, I may not be much, but Jesus loves me and thinks I'm enough to die for. That's how much He loves you. And if you're here today and you're not a child of God, if there's any doubt in your mind that that you would not spend eternity with Jesus, may I say this, He loves you enough that He desires to spend eternity with you. And I'm saying, would you accept the love of the Lord Jesus Christ and have it settled in your heart? But then once we accept it, listen, let's live for Him. Not because I have to, because I love him and I want to and I want to be able to serve the Lord you know why you say you're just trying to pay him back I know there's nothing I can ever do to pay Jesus back for what he's done for me he saved my soul for all of eternity nothing I could do would ever repay that but I'm sure going to love him and serve him all the days of my life just because of what he's done for me true love sacrifices